Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Kyrie Irving is no stranger to controversy. He went on a very long diatribe on his Twitch that included this. For three hours and you think you know who I am. You see a few posts. Oh, Kai's woke. Kai got it. Oh, oh, Kai is, oh my goodness, he just, he just doesn't fit into the mold of all of the other people. And then, man, he's different. He's crazy. He's arrogant. He's this. He's that. Now, that was something, but he went on to add. 15 guys on the team, and, I, and I'm the one cancer in the room. That's what it's portrayed as. That's what that's what you guys get. That's that's what they have fun doing. That's what why, why these older, bitter gentlemen and women keep my name in their mouths every day. I think he's talking to you, sir. This this guy's got he's got issues. He, he talked for over an hour. To who? On his Twitch, Twitch. stream? Yeah. He doesn't get it! Over an hour. Now I will say this. Shut up! Why can't you just shut why don't you understand? I was unaware of that Twitch. Like, you can't go back and get the raw footage. Like, it just disappears. So there's, like, little bits and pieces. Minute here, minute there, two minutes there. I got to be fair. After 20 minutes of incoherent, like, you think it's incoherent when you hear it in order. When you get them out of order, over an hour, like 20 minutes. Worth so of how stuff, are you getting the clips? I'm getting little clips on, on his Twitch. They, like, show up underneath. I got to be fair. I don't know a lot about Twitch. I guess I got to learn. They're, like, little minute clips that are down on the bottom underneath his page. And they're of him in the hour. What provoked this? What is wrong with this guy? I would say he hasn't had attention in the last few weeks, and that provoked right. it. Right. He had and a night off, he needed attention, and there right. you go. It's all been about basketball and him and Luka Doncic, and he didn't like that. Right. He, he wanted to deal he with He wanted some drama. Good go. luck to the Mavericks and whoever else gets suckered into signing him at, at the end of the year. He's still a free agent, right? A free agent yeah. at the end of the year, yeah. yeah. Well, we got more. We'll get more Kyrie as the night goes on. But it's 36 degrees and a cloudy skies in Central Park, and that's what's happening. I'm Marco Belletti. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The boss, George Steinbrenner, who passed away earlier today at the age of 80. And uh, as a Met fan, I was always envious of the Yankees because of Steinbrenner, who I have nothing but tremendous respect for. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Kyrie Irving, man, he, he is... I mean, we all know he's tough to take, but this is like next level tough. It just doesn't end with him. Aren't you happy, Net fans? This isn't your problem. God, one of the most talented players that has ever set foot on a basketball floor. And yet he just, and, and I don't care what his beliefs are. I don't care what he does in his personal life. But the idea that he continues to lack accountability, blame everybody else, go on these rants, draw negative attention to himself, he just doesn't get it. No, it's never you, Kyrie. It's everybody else. Not you. It's us. You you don't realize that you're co- how fifteen guys on the team. You're right. 
15 guys on the team. You're the one idiot that keeps running his damn mouth. You're the one idiot that keeps getting in trouble. 15 guys on the team. You're the one guy that keeps causing drama. 15 guys on the team. You're the issue. Cleveland, Boston, Brooklyn, Dallas. You don't get it. Either he's surrounding himself with people who don't want to tell him the truth. Either he's too dumb to hear it. Maybe he's surrounded by enablers. Somebody's got to let him know. Dude, stop. Just stop. You don't have to agree or like what everybody else says, but keep some things to yourself. Why in the world would anybody, let alone a rich and famous athlete, why in the world would anybody need to go on Twitch and explain themselves? Like, get a life, people. I understand about this social media stuff, and everybody wants to be seen, and TikTok this, and Instagram that, and look at me here, and like this, and like that. Screw it all. It's unhealthy. It's poison. And if... I mean, I don't want. I don't do ninety percent of it anyway. I, I kind of have to do Twitter, and I don't even like that. But if I had Kyrie Irving's life and his money, you think you you wouldn't catch me anywhere near a Twitch? For what reason? Who are you explaining stuff to? You've already won. Go live your life. Go do whatever you want to do. Help people. Donate time. Donate money. Be charitable. Go on vacation. Go buy an island somewhere. Get off the social media. I mean, my God, the same reasons people have been ripping him, he continues to do the same stuff. He is, I I can't take Kyrie Irving anymore. He's so stupid, it's infuriating. I know, I know. He went to Duke. He's smarter than everybody else. Yeah, I get it, Kyrie. You're smarter than everybody else. That's great. You've clearly figured it out. Clearly, you've got it all figured out. Obviously. I mean, I'm the idiot college dropout. You went to Duke. Clearly, you're the one who's got it all figured out. You know how the world works. You know everybody's mind frame. You know how everybody should think. You know the right way to handle yourself and all that stuff. Clearly. Because you're not the issue. It's everybody else. Not you. It's everybody else. Tony is calling from Lodi. What's up, Tony? Hey, Sal. Before I get to my point, uh, I tweeted you the other day when you posted that video. I want to say something. You don't apologize to anybody, Sal. You're the king of the overnight, and you never change who you are, bro. You're the best there is. I, appre- got that? I appreciate that, Tony. <laughs> I do want to just clarify one thing. I never, yeah. I never apologized. That's true. I just wanted I you know, I had that whole thing going and I, I just had to stick no, with it. No, and I and I appreciate believe me, I appreciate the kind words and I know you're being supportive and, and pump me up. Yeah. But just for the record, in case anybody misconstrued me saying I was embarrassed by it and I didn't want it out there, which I didn't. I was embarrassed by it. I didn't want it out there. I don't want attention. I want to be left alone. I want to just do what I need to do. But I did not apologize. Not for calling the call idiot, not for yelling at him. And I'll do it again. I did it last night. I have no issue with it. But I do appreciate the support. Thank you, Tony. No, always got you, bro. But uh, anyway, let me get to my uh, Ranger point real quick. So, listen, I have a few issues with this team. Obviously, first and foremost, the defense, Sal, is pitiful. I mean, it's getting a little too close to the postseason here to not have these issues solved. Um, 
Igor scaring me a little bit. I, tonight he played, he made some big saves in the third, but he's just not giving us that Igor game that we would have saw last year that's making me feel comfortable. And then my final point about them, obviously I'm not going to sit here and argue with getting Patrick Kane and Tarasenko at the deadline. Mm-hmm. But, Sal, doesn't this team remind you a little bit of that skilled team we tried getting away from two yes, years ago? Yes, I know. They, they they got away from it. They had some success, and then slowly they're getting back to it. The difference is they're much higher skilled. And I feel like they didn't really have a choice. I mean, what do you want, Ryan Reeves to stay? I mean, what are they going to do with these guys who proved to be useless in the playoffs anyway? So the game has changed. What would you have done differently if you're Drury as opposed to Tarasenko and Kane? You know what? I don't know any specifics on guys that I wanted per se, but you know what? Like, uh, like maybe Timo Meyer. And listen, I hate the Devils with every mm-hmm. part of me. I'm in a Devils-dominant group chat. And it makes me crazy. But they kind of are built a little bit better as far as the playoffs come. They roll four lines deep, and I know we do too, but Salad, to me, it's just a little too much skilled passing to the outside. We don't have enough guys hitting the net. Like, Kreider's our only net front pre- presence. Yeah, I mean, I know Lafreniere got one last night on the power play in front of the net. Look, they, they hey, look that may come to fruition. I mean, we got to see, Tony, how it works out here in the postseason. I'll say this. Last night was kind of... The, the start of this new team. They finally had a chance to practice. They looked better. I know defensively they were bad, but at least Kane started to make his contributions. Shesterkin in a big spot, breakaway late in that game, made a huge save, and then again in the shootout to get that extra point. You know, he did his job. I still think they're going to be fine. And they have enough talent. Their special team should be good. They, they're deep, and they have the potential of having the best goalie. It all comes down, in my opinion, to how Shesterkin will play. If he plays like he did a year ago, the Rangers can win the Stanley Cup. Absolutely, and I'll continue to be positive and root for them. But, Sal, I'll let you go. You're the king, bro. I'll never forget that. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. I love the uplifting words. Thank you for the positivity. Because you know there's so much negativity out there. But let's not get it twisted. I was not apologizing to anybody. Just... I just don't – I guess what I was trying to say is that in those moments, and what Tony was referencing was last week when I yelled at a caller and then it was posted on social media and it blew up, um, is that I'm not proud of those moments and I don't want attention, period. Like, I'm not doing that for attention. I'm just being myself. That's it. But don't make it like – although because I was uh, – you know, embarrassed by it or didn't want the attention and wasn't necessarily proud, I was not apologizing for it. And I'm not going to change that part of who I am. I can't, even if I wanted to. I mean, maybe I could go to therapy and years of therapy could help, but then that would be no fun. I wouldn't be as entertaining. Part of the appeal, I would think, with this show is that you don't know what you're going to get from night to night or segment to segment. I don't know. It depends. Something you say might set me off. Maybe not. Chris is calling from Beacon. Good morning, Chris. Al, the king of New York, Lakata. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's on your mind? He said the king of the overnights. I'll call you the king of New York. I like that better, actually. Hey, so, look, I don't know when you're being sarcastic or not. So I told my wife, I said, what's up with your Cardi B friend? I said, 
So I was interested. So is he married? No, he's getting divorced. He said, all right, tell, tell him how I got him. So I got to tell him that you're messing around. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, it depends who's okay. listening. If my wife's listening, uh, of course I am married. I'm married for eight uh, eight years. All right, well. If we'll she's not, down. if she's not, uh, you know, maybe there's a chance that I, I was recently divorced. All right, we'll, we'll keep that on, on the back burner. You and Stuart have to, you know, fight for the Rihanna girl or the Cardi B girl. Oh, Sorry. God. So, uh, yeah, so I told my wife, I'm telling her, yeah, get ready, because I, I think Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Jets. She don't know who I'm talking about. So she's off tomorrow. She's like, you want me to go to Victoria's Secret, get an outfit? I said, absolutely. <laughs> so I said, warn you, if Aaron Rodgers gets signed to the Jets tomorrow, I may break your hip. You know, I wonder now. Now, wait a second. Now you're getting uh, very uh, frisky here. I I wonder if my wife knows who Aaron Rodgers is. I, there's always I always like testing the level of fame of athletes by if my wife knows, like she knows who Tom Brady is, she knows who Derek Jeter is, and Michael yeah. Jordan. There are certain athletes. I wonder if she knows in her TikTok travels. I wonder if my wife knows who Aaron Rodgers is. I thought I thought she had no social media. No, she doesn't. Uh, well, I should say, take it back. T- uh, TikTok. She watches that TikTok crap. Yeah, my wife does that all day long. Yeah. That's all she sits on. Like, you have to watch all these videos. It's good, though. TikTok to my wife is like, you know, what Disney Channel is to my daughter. You, know, yeah. you, you throw on the uh, you throw on Miss Rachel. The daughter's occupied for a couple hours. You give my wife the phone with TikTok. She's occupied for a couple hours. I'm good to watch the Knicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, well. Um, so, yeah, so. Oh no! I got graphic now. I forgot what I was talking about. Rogers, yeah. yeah. I hope it's going to go on. Like I said, um, you know, I'm excited about this. They're making moves, so this has to happen. So I'm telling you, I told Fleet yesterday, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I'm freaking, I'm, 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 I'm missing out football next year. I'll bet on other games. And I'll watch other things. I am not watching the Jets locked in every game if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. Now why they not? Have because they have dragged me along with this whole thing. You're so lying, long. by the way. I'll call See, that bluff. I'm not. No, I'm not going to watch like that. You know, this is funny, Sal. Like last year, my wife. I told you, my wife hates football. And every Sunday, I got like a legit um, throwback Namath jersey. Right? It's heavy, nice. I get a lot of compliments when I wear this thing. I usually wear it for like two weeks, and it's, it's getting packed away. Last year, when they were up to like seven and four, I'm wearing this thing every Sunday. And my wife, I go with her to the grocery store. She hates Sundays because. Like, can you please stop wearing that freaking jersey to the store? Because Sal, people are are stopping me talking to me like I'm Sal Akata at the grocery right. store. So they're about talking sports, talking Jets to me, yeah. and I'm sitting there in the grocery aisle. I get that a lot. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, yes, what's going on? What do you think they're gonna do in uh, Minnesota?" Yeah, I'm talking. I'm like, like I'm I'm sports talk show guy or something. I'm like. You know, they just the jersey stands out, and she hates my there's, there's on no There's no chance if you're a Jeff fan to that level, Chris. There's no chance well, that I, even I'm, if they don't get Rodgers, you are you're but, not watching those games. Yeah, Come on. but I'm not. I'm not going to be locked in like, like how you tell your wife. You know, you got to leave me alone from September to January. Like if, if my well, wife you don't have to worry about it. Sunday, they're, get, they're getting I'm them. Going, they're getting them. It's happening. You're getting Rodgers. Yeah, I hope so. Because, like I said, was she like doing the apple picking and pumpkin picking in the fall? Oh yeah, and I don't no. care if it's a Sunday. You know, we go on Saturdays. I said I'll do the Sunday thing if if, if Aaron Rodgers is not there. But if he's there, I'm watching every freaking snap of, of every game because I'm going to be locked in the whole season because it's going to be a it's going to be a great season. So I like and all it. those Jeff fans out, making you know I, I don't want to call names out. But I already talked to them when you were not you know when they were filling in for you. I'm not going to call names out. But they want to sit there and say, oh, this is bust or bust now because, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers bust. They're like, oh, bust or bust. Nah, nah, nah. Those 
same Jet fans, I'll be excited and locked in when Aaron Rodgers gets signed. You know, I don't want to hear that this is not a good thing and all this. I don't care what picks we give. I don't care if we give out the 13th pick in the first round. Who freaking cares? No, you go, you got to go know? get you got to go get Aaron Rodgers. And thank you for the call, Chris. We appreciate you checking in. They they got to go get Aaron Rodgers. It's been that way since it became a possible option, a a realistic option. It was it was go time for the Jets. Initially, I did not think it was realistic. And then, for me, the way that I traced it back was once they said, the Packers said that they would only trade him to the AFC if they did move him, then the alert went off. Then my radar was like, hmm, this is a possibility here. Then it was the push for Hackett. And then once that happened, you knew that it was all in. It's Rodgers or bust. One thing that I can't understand, and it drives me nuts, is how the Jets are possibly getting criticized here. And we had Sean King, former NFL uh, quarterback, on last night. He works for VEASAN Network. We had him on yesterday. You can check it out um, in, in the archives on the podcast page. He you know, he was talking about Lamar Jackson. But there's this idea that the Jets are in the wrong, and they're getting ripped because they're not chasing Lamar Jackson as opposed to Aaron Rodgers. And then the comparisons come between Rodgers and Jackson. It's two totally different situations. Lamar Jackson is a franchise quarterback now and for the future. And you could say that you'd rather have him, you know, right now and in the future. Obviously, he's the definitive long-term plan of the two. But I could make just as good, if not a better argument, to have Aaron Rodgers right now. And I have. I love Lamar Jackson. I think Rodgers is better right now and a better fit for what the Jets need. If you're talking about, let's just throw out random teams that need quarterbacks. The Atlanta Falcons, a team that unfortunately I happen to be familiar with. They need a quarterback, right? Who's a better fit for Atlanta, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, Lamar Jackson because they're not ready to win right now. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a difference maker for them. I mean, he'd make them better, but not significantly. Lamar Jackson could change the franchise. With the Jets, they're looking specifically for one piece. I mean, obviously, they need to upgrade a little bit on defense, the offensive line, but they're looking for one definitive no questions about it, quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is the better fit for the Jets. He's their guy. Veteran leader. They need an established, no doubt about it, proven commodity, Hall of Fame quarterback to kind of get this foundation built for this organization for years to come. It's different with Lamar Jackson. There are still question marks about Lamar Jackson if he were to come to the Jets. Injuries being one of them. I, I love this idea you're reading about Lamar Jackson in certain places. Like, oh, he's not often injured. Bull crap. He is. He is often injured. And everybody keeps referencing his MVP year a couple years ago. Yeah, that's fine. But he also has to prove that he can be a better, more consistent passer. And whether that's on the Ravens, whether it's on the, the wide receivers, who knows? Nobody's blaming anybody, but we haven't seen it. I've seen it with Rodgers. Right now, for what the Jets need, Rodgers is better than Lamar Jackson. But Lamar, in almost every other situation, would be the better option. Washington, Carolina, Atlanta. Only the teams that are looking for a short-term, not quick fix, but short-term answer that 
are ready to win right now. Only those teams would Rodgers be better for. But the Jets in particular, especially with Hackett there, I, I want a guy. I, I want. I, look, Rodgers has always been my guy, even before this. But he's the clear pick for me for the Jets. I wouldn't be opposed to Lamar. Believe me, if something went wrong with Rodgers, goes sideways for whatever reason, then go all in and get Lamar. I'm fine with that. But I just feel like right now, Rodgers is the perfect missing piece. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. On the fan, you don't need to find a pot of gold to strike it rich this March. Instead, win money on your tournament wagers with Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best team of odds makers in the business, so they're the safe bet when it comes to sports gambling. You have a direct line to their experienced staff behind the counter in Vegas. They also have one of the most extensive betting menus around. So no matter what you want to wager on come tournament time, Superbook is sure to have it. Download the Superbook app and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports talk problem? Call 1-877-337-6666. Like Tom in the Bronx did. What's up, Tom? Hey, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Tom? Uh, I heard heard you talking about Yankees. I know that it doesn't feel great this year, but... I think we're a year away, and I'll say this about the Mets. You guys better win because I don't think your outlook for next year is anything near what the Yankees have in front of them. Well, wait, who? why are you saying the Yankees a year away? You're just talking about the young guys developing? Yeah, Dominguez is coming. Right. Everybody wants 
Murphy's coming, and I like that they had the pitch clock. They're already a year into the pitch clock. Our future looks good. The judge is set. Randone, he's a two-pitch pitcher. I think he's going to help with, uh, you know, Cole overthinking most of his pitches. Oh, he's and, already uh, hurt. That's part of the problem with, Rod- with Rodon is that he's been hurt in his career, and now he's on the I.L. to start the year already. Yep, same like Severino, and I don't need to right. be good in May. I need to be good in July. Right, Right. that's the problem, though. You're right, the regular season doesn't mean much anymore, and getting hurt on March 10th is better than getting hurt on September 10th, as we said earlier. But it's still not a good sign that a guy with injury history is already injured before he sets foot on the mound for the Yankees, not to mention that Montas is down. He's another one, two-fifths of the rotation. Bader is banged up. Who knows what his oblique and how that's going to impact him. And then Trevino and Canely in the bullpen. Just bad luck so far for the Yankees before we even get started. Absolutely. But you know what? Uh, I'm an optimistic fan, and I enjoy all 162. I want to see what they do. Who's going to come up? Who's going to step up? It, we needed to see more guys in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Now with Montas and Rondon, you're going to get. You're going to see guys that you wouldn't have seen. Chichi uh, is Chichi Gonzalez a guy? We'll find out. Oh, you know, Clark, like, yeah, Clark Schmidt. See what he's got to offer. I'm with you on the future too. And, and look, with the Yankees, it's never just about the future. It's obviously about this year too. But I'm excited. Usually, I don't get too hyped up about prospects. I'm excited about Peraza and Volpe. I think that that's going to be a lethal double play combination for years to come. Absolutely. And, then, and, and you know, maybe we can package IKF and uh, uh, Torres and get something back. You well, know? What would you want? What, an outfielder? I don't know. I love that Judge stepped up and said, oh, we got a left field problem. I'll take care of it. You know, you could, uh, you know, Hicks, it is what it is. We got him signed. Uh, you got well, they have down. some problems. Hicks is a problem. Donaldson's a problem. And I think, and I've been saying this for years, Giancarlo Stanton to me is a problem. He he hurts how you can build and structure the lineup and the team. He does. His money is a problem and has been a problem for the Yankees where it's restricted them in certain cases. He wants to play the outfield, but he can't play left, and he's barely good in right field. He's really a DH. He's always hurt. To me, Giancarlo Stanton is a problem. You know what? It's a problem, but, uh, okay, if you can give me this, Giancarlo, if you can give me right field for for half of our home games, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to ask you to do. Is that too much for you? I I, I hope not. Right. It's, it's not like they need him to be out there every single day. They, they also want to have, and thank you for the call, Tom. Good luck to you, Yanks, this year. And you should be optimistic. We're just pointing out the reality that you know these injuries suck. Especially now, you want to have a good feel going into the year. As I was saying, it's kind of like the the Mets luck, BC before Cohen, or even recently, even last year with Degrom going down. It's bad luck before the season. The Yankees usually, I mean, they've had injury issues during the year, but going into the year, this is an LOL Mets type situation where they they've lost two relievers, two starters, and their center fielder has an oblique strain, and it's March tenth. That's something the Mets fan used to endure. And now the Yankees are getting a little taste of it. Does it mean they're not going to make the playoffs? No, of course not. It's way, the Yankees will make the playoffs regardless. But it's not a good start. And you can say that, well, the Mets, it's now or never. And I get what you're saying about the Mets not being set up in the future the way the Yankees are because they don't have those prospects that you're talking about with Volpe, with Peraza. But they do have Brett Beatty and Alvarez, who are two guys who are, I don't know about, on that same level. I mean, maybe they are on that same level. They are top prospects in the game. 
It just feels like Volpe. Everybody is talking about comparing him to Jeter. It feels like he's going to be a, an absolute stud. Where I look at Beatty and still see some question marks, certainly defensively. And Alvarez, I think that there's an unknown there. He's a catcher, but he can't catch just yet. How big is that back going to be at the major league level? Who knows? The prospects got to go out there and prove it. That's the bottom line. But it's not like the Mets' future is bleak. I understand why you said that it seems like the Yankees are better set up, but you're forgetting the X factor. The Mets have the richest owner in the sport. The Mets will be pursuing Shohei Otani once he hits free agency. The Mets will spare no expense. They won't stop under the leadership of Steve Cohen. As they go out there and try to improve the ball club via free agency or via trade and spending the most money in baseball, they also are trying to develop a much better farm system, you know, draft well, and develop these players. So uh, the Mets aren't going anywhere either. You may think just because Verlander and Scherzer are getting up there at age and looks like, well, they're windows now, they're an older team. Yeah, I mean, they do have a window now, but they're going to have a window in the future. They They have a huge window, almost as big as their scoreboard, their new scoreboard. Remember, what Steve Cohen wants, Steve Cohen gets. Yeah, I mean, as Fleet just said, the, the Mets window is not one that's going to close anytime soon. As a matter of fact, under the ownership of Steve Cohen, and it doesn't mean that they're going to win championships. It doesn't mean that every year is going to be like the Yankees and win 90 games and be in the postseason. Although I would expect that last year was the beginning of the majority of time the Mets being a postseason team the way that the Yankees have been for the you know last 30 years or whatever it's been. But as long as Steve Cohen is the Mets owner, the, the, the window is infinite. There is no window. It's just open space. They're out in the open. In the beautiful backyard of Steve Cohen. No need for a window. And if for some reason, some parts of, you know, this hypothetical window or some parts of the backyard get shaded, he'll knock down the trees. Clear more space. Whether it's Shohei, whether it's going to get another pitcher, whether it's drafting and developing. I mean, the Mets are going to spare no expense. They've already told you that. They've they've showed you that. that. They're trying to get on the level with the Yankees as an organization as far as the success goes, the sustained success getting into the postseason every year. As you know, as a Yankee fan, the results may vary. But the more often you're in the postseason, the more likely you're going to break through and get one. And the Yankees have gotten to the point and been at the point where they're always in the postseason, which makes it frustrating the fact that they haven't broken through since 2009. But you'd rather be in the playoffs every year than not. And that's what the Yankees have done. The Mets have yet to do that. It's been one year in the postseason, so they got a long way to go. But the future for both teams is bright. Taco Frank calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco Frank? Just remember, if you spend $600 million to win a ring, did you really win a ring? Yes, absolutely. How many of those do you have? I, I, I've told you before, buddy, 2009 did not feel as sweet as the others because it, w- it was a little bit more purchased. Yeah, well, I'll, so, I'll let you know when it happens, how I feel about it. But I'll, t- you I'll, I'll tell you this, I ain't going to be apologizing or giving any back. They win it, that's it. I don't <laughs> care how much they spent to get it. Buddy, I tell you all the time, man, I, I love Angry Sal, but this is the first time tonight probably where I understand Angry Sal. 
And I want to try to take a minute here, and, and maybe we can work this out. But now I know why you're so angry. We have to find a way to get you more alone time <laughs> and more action with the wife, buddy. <laughs> so I got a couple basic questions for you. Uh, when yeah. you walk in the door, do you do you do you call her a moron like yeah. the callers or no? <laughs> No. Anything that I say on the air toward the callers, generally, I don't think I've ever called my wife that, ever. Well, I'm just saying, because if you're doing stuff, if you're treating her like a caller, it's not going to go well at home. Right. Dan, well, un- unfortunately, unlike the goal, I can't hang up on my wife as much as I'd like to. There's no, <laughs> no escaping that. As much as I get into it with a caller, I can hang up on him and, and say goodbye with my wife. I'm there in the house. There's no escaping that. We bringing flowers home, buddy, or you, you know. You know, I thought about start. it. I started to last night. I don't know why. I was like, all right, this weekend, because I know maybe because I know we're going to the movies. We have a nice full weekend. I'm not working Monday. I took off Monday morning, so I have. Once I get home, what is today? Friday. Once I get home today, around eight, we have a Vanderpump Rules. We got to watch. We have some reality TV shows. Usually, that's our thing on Friday night. Then we have the movie Saturday. So we have a nice, you know, two and a half day uh, uh, day weekend here. I did think about maybe bringing some flowers home to get the party started. You know what I mean? Go flowers. Go uh, maybe pick up a little something uh, special at the store for. You know, you know, small stuff. I got to be I, thoughtful. I used to be much more thoughtful. You know how it is in the beginning. Like, I'm thoughtful and doing things. And then, then eight years later, it's like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, all right, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to work. You know, the kids, I, the animals, man, they all, it all adds to the confusion, you know? Confusion but, uh, is one word to describe it. <laughs> we got to keep happy, buddy, one way or the other. But, uh, yeah. hey, man, what a, what a great – and this sucks, too, buddy, because, I mean, I know you got you got your alone weekend, but, I, you know – we got to get you talking a little college basketball, and I know you'll probably will when the tournament comes. But this is such a great weekend, man! That Thursday to Sunday with the conference tournaments, and uh, yeah, I was just telling Fleegs, and uh, you know, I know you're an Ivy guy, but I'm going up to Jaguar Saturday and Sunday. Um, you know, Princeton has ten on Saturday, and uh, um, you know, the championship is Sunday afternoon. You know, now that the Ivy went to the uh, to the fourteen tournament. Wait, did they move the tournament though? Because it used to be just at the Pavilion, right? No, nah, it it goes on. It's a rotation between the different schools. I mean, I I went a few years ago when I was up at the uh, the Palestra. Uh, that's what I meant. The, the Palestra, not the Pavilion, at the Palestra, which is a great place. I mean, uh, just historic college basketball. Palestra is great to just walk around and see, you know, see all the old pictures and the trophies they have. Uh, I love there. it there. Yeah, I've been on all those Ivy campuses doing basketball games over the years. I I, I love them all. It, it's a lot of them. It's such great history. Yale. Uh, Harvard was a good one, but uh, nothing beats the Palestra. And Princeton is a great venue as well. So this year, Ivy League tournament is at Princeton. Yeah, it's uh, Saturday afternoon. You got the two games, and then you got Princeton the uh, two seed against uh, Penn. And, and you're a Princeton, a Princeton fan. I'm a Princeton. I mean, I'm like 20 minutes from there. So yeah, Columbia then, yeah. sucked this year. That's why I'm kind of out of it. I don't think, as a matter of fact, I don't think Columbia has ever made the Ivy League tournament in, uh, since its inception a few years ago. Probably only five, five years, maybe. Maybe it's a few more than that now that they they started doing the tournament because it was always they were one of the last uh, you know last divisions that uh, right. that where it was just a pure regular season winner which you know is a true way to do it but then you know if one team runs away with it you know what's the point to watch any games anymore so yeah but I, I liked it that way I miss I miss Columbia being uh, at least competent in that conference but anyway it's a great conference and you're right I'll get more into it maybe this weekend maybe next weekend. But also, you know, you have to remember, too, it's not you, – you and I could talk about it a little bit. It's not a huge draw here. And if I don't love it passionately and don't know much about it because I haven't been following it all year, I can't come on and pretend that I do. If I get into it, if the games interest me and I'm watching them, then we'll talk about it next week, sure. 
No, I, I know it's not. It doesn't hit the radio waves much, man. But I mean, it's just so exciting to watch. I mean, they, uh, you know, with the, the youth and the college kids out there, and you know, they're, you know, before they get hit with the money and stuff. I mean, those kids are playing with such great passion and everything. It's uh, there's there's few things that that compete up with March Madness, and you know, uh, and, you know, we always talk about Mike and the Dog, man. Those are some of the best. Oh, shows doing ever. those. Games. Well, forget about the shows, and I know you love this taco, Frank. And it, thank you for the call. We appreciate you checking in as always. The one of my favorite things now, before I started working at the fan, I was not a college basketball fan at all. I mean, I remember very little growing up, like Khalid El Amin with UConn. That was a big deal. I mean, I don't really, I, I remember learning about the history of the Big East with Ewing and Georgetown. And by the way, it sucks that they had a fire. Ewing after, what was it, six years as head coach. I just feel bad for Patrick Ewing, who just wanted to be a head coach. He gets the job at Georgetown, had some early success, but now is done after six years. Anyway, knew about the history. But I was not a, a college basketball fan. And I would listen to Mike and the Dog growing up, of course, and they made it fun during the tournament and, you know, watching the games and talking about this channel and why is this game on that channel? And hey, they got to flip over here, you know, watching the games live. It was always entertaining radio. Anything they did was entertaining. But then, to me, one of the coolest things when I first started this fan as an intern was being there for the start of the tournament and the atmosphere in the fan newsroom, the old newsroom in Astoria, where you just felt the buzz. It's totally different than it is now, but on those days in particular, you felt the buzz. Mike bought pizza for everybody, just stacks of pies in the newsroom. All the TVs were going, the four small crappy TVs that they had. They were all, you know, little box TVs. They were all going. All the games are on. There's just a different energy. The bracket, uh, the, the fan uh, bracket pool uh, is going on. It was just to sit back and with my mouth shut as an intern and watch all this was incredible, an incredible experience. And it made it special to me. That experience made it special. And I looked forward to it every year and being a part. You know, eventually I took over, started to grade those stupid things. This was before you know you could just punch it in the computer and have it all done electronically. I used to hand grade them. Once I got on, involved in the Mike and the Dog show, it was like uh, an initiation. Okay, you're up. You're grading these the, the uh, fan NCAA pool tournament. You know the uh, the bracket pool, whatever. And and man, I remember those. I had such great times. So I got into it. Point is, I was in a college hoops, and I don't know. I guess in in recent years, obviously that stopped whether it's me leaving or just things changing, moving to a building, you know, Mike and Chris are no longer here. The, I don't even know if we do a pool anymore. Do we do one, Fleegs? Do you even know if we do? I mean, now you do pools all over the place, but the fan one used to be so special. Anyway, I'm into the college hoops. I'm in an NCAA uh, March Madness, but not the way that I used to be. And a big part of it is because of the way that things changed here in that regard. Those were my peak days working with Mike and Chris, and being in that newsroom, enjoying that tournament. It was the, the Thursday, Friday, oh, man, there was nothing better. I mean, regardless if you're in it or not, it's still one of the great sports days on the calendar. Because even if you're just a, you know, fly-by college basketball fan, and, yeah, I'll throw out a bracket, what is it, 20 bucks? Okay, here we go. You get into it. All the games, all the madness. 
It's a great event. We'll do some stuff on it next week. I already have a couple of guest ideas. See, that's a good spot for a guest because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So why don't we get a guest who knows what they're talking about on? And we'll have some fun discussing it and watching it and breaking it down, having some fun making picks. Fleeks, do you know, do we do a pool here anymore? Does anybody we still have one, yeah. Who runs it? Bogan. Okay, he runs the pool, and it's all, I'm assuming, digital? Yes. See, they used to have, like, bonuses, for example, like the Minko-Butler bonus. If you pick Butler to win a round, you get an extra five points and this and that. Now it's probably just standard, right? There are no, you know. Like, it should be maybe the Lakata Ivy League bonus. If you pick an Ivy, you know, because I did games in the Ivy League. You know me and the Ivy League. The Reco Rutgers bonus. There you go. Perfect. I See? I love it. Reco Rutgers bonus. Dude, I'm telling you. I remember sitting there for hours with my marker grading these papers like I was a teacher, watching these games on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, because if they weren't graded on Monday, you were getting a whipping from Mike and Chris, a tongue lashing. Well, now they're digital and they get graded as soon as one game ends. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I had stacks of papers, and they were huge. It wasn't just like a small bracket. It was like an extra long to write in all the bonuses and all that stuff, an extra long bracket. I'll tell you, though, if I could go back to those days, I'd grade them right now. Isn't the internet amazing? TikTok this and Instagram that and look at me here and like this and like that. Screw it all. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, the Internet's amazing. I want to not only do I want to go back to the world where we're living in the uh, or we're working in the Astoria basement in that dingy basement with the four crappy TVs and Mike and Chris and hand grade those brackets. I don't want I was thinking about this because I saw who's this dude? Michael Sarah. Is that his name? The actor Uh, from Superbad? Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, he doesn't have a smartphone, no social media, no smartphone. And for years, I've thought about that. Now, I don't know if it's feasible. How do you, like, is it even possible? For him, he doesn't need it, maybe. I'm sure it hurts him in certain ways, but it doesn't need it. You get to a certain level in life, you don't need it. Like, if I'm Kyrie Irving, I wouldn't need social, I wouldn't care. Show up to work, go do your job, go home, enjoy your life with your millions and millions of dollars. Now, you can still get them. You can make calls and text, and that's pretty much it. Right, but the texting is probably different, right? The old school texting than it is right now. That's an issue. But I I don't... Bring it back T9 Word and ABC. Can you imagine, though, going backwards now where you wouldn't be connected? Something as simple as checking your email, which you do now at the palm of your hand. I mean, we can watch anything instantly, all the news right here. So I, I don't know if I could actually function without a smartphone, but I would love to try. I want to you go back. You could just and, delete the app. Like you could delete all the social media apps and just have, you know, your phone, texting, and email, and even like the Netflix or whatever stuff you want to watch on your phone. All the local sports apps, if you want to watch them while you're away, if you want to have the Odyssey app and be able to listen to the fan or go back and rewind, and you could just delete social media. That is true. The only one, yeah, I guess, and that's probably the one that I, out of habit, go to the most, right? Just click on Twitter, see what's going on. Oh, who's talking about me? Okay. Oh, yeah, tell me how much I suck? Okay, thank you. I needed that. I needed a nice pick-me-up. Replace it with, like, a meditation app. Not a bad idea. The only problem that I have, I would do that. Like, I really think I could do it. You could still have GPS. You could still have music. You could still have all this stuff. GPS I need for sure. I use that a ton. The music use that a ton. The emails we said before. But what about news? Like, for what we do, how do you consume your news, please? You're doing a show, whatever, this weekend. Oh, it's what, Twitter. 
Right. That's what I mean. You're I mean, on... you could get the, like, all the sports sites have, like, their own, you know, their own apps. You could, they, like, if you have an, an iPhone, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Like, they have that news app that, I don't know how many people use that, but I guess if you wanted to disconnect from social media, you could have that, and I don't know how quick it is to update. See, I mean, you could even have Twitter and only follow, like, right, I know. three beat writers from each team. I tried that to create a burner account and then just follow the beat writers. didn't work. Uh, the, Twitter is the way I consume my news. I wake up in the morning, and, you know, after I get yelled at from my wife, I'll check the Twitter. What are you doing? Don't wake up the baby. You're moving. You're snoring. This, that. Uh, when I wake up at noon, I'll usually check the news and see what's going on via Twitter. I mean, by the time I get to the papers, it's basically old news at that point. That's just rehashing stuff that I knew from the day before. Maybe little things that I might have missed just to make sure I don't miss anything. But then you could go to, sure, go to different sites, whether it's the Post, which I use a lot. But still, the majority of time, it's just right there on Twitter. It's all right there. That's why I can't get rid of that one. I don't have Instagram. You have an Instagram, Fleeks? I do, but I don't really use it. The idea of a burner where nobody knows it's you, you only follow a few sports accounts to get news from, that could work. Right, and then you don't... Because there's no temptation to ever tweet from it because it's not actually attached to you. And, and there's no mentions because nobody knows it's you. And you don't see people that you're kind of following out of obligation. Oh, hey, yeah, how are you? And then you get the following, and it's like, oh, crap. I got to follow this person back out of respect because I'm a nice guy. But then I have to see their tweets, and then certain things they say aggravate me or things that they retweet. I don't know. I wish I could get uh, get rid of social media, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. When I retire, I move to Hawaii. That is when I say goodbye to the smartphone. 877-337-6... And say goodbye to everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.